Okay, what's on my mind? I just watched uh, the Instagram post that was actually sent to me uh, where Deion Sanders officially accepted the head coaching position at the University of Colorado where he will be leaving uh, the Jackson State uh, football program to accept that position. And uh, he basically was telling some of the students that, uh, or some of the players, you know, that to basically think twice before just jumping into the transfer portal because he's leaving. And he was giving advice and he was explaining uh, why he was doing what he was doing. And uh, I don't think he should receive any backlash for that. De- Dion, and everyone in the world has to do uh, what's best for them. And he uh, took it as, uh, I believe, according to what he was saying, as a, as a calling from God. You know, you go on and, you know, there's there was, I believe he mentioned that there were five black head coaches uh, on that level that were let go and none of them were uh, replaced. So he's going to be going on to uh, the University of Colorado. He's going to be a black head coach there. And uh, also... Uh, he kind of recommended who he thinks the next coach should be. And he talked about, uh, it seemed like the facilities that uh, they were able to bring to uh, Jackson State and things of that nature. So he kind of left it, left the uh, program and the facilities in a better position than when he found it. And I applaud him for that. I do. And uh, I know he's not looking for confirmation from me or anybody else. He doesn't, he doesn't know me. I'm just a podcaster who's uh, giving uh, his opinion. Now, my opinion, of course, you know, and uh, on the uh, terms that he used, for lack of a better word, uh, he I remember he said something. He said you either in this profession, he said you either elevate or you get terminated. And usually that's true. I mean, I, I, I think I've, I've watched sports over the years and people, this is the way the coaching profession works. You know, you, a lot of them, they, they start as grad assistants, some are big programs, some are smaller programs. Then you become maybe a position coach and then you become maybe a coordinator Then you become a head coach, maybe at a smaller program. And then as you become successful at that, that program, then another, a larger program probably picks you up. You become successful at that program and a larger program picks you up and you just elevate up the coaching ranks. And if you don't, if you don't do that, and if you don't become successful at that lower level, then yeah, you get terminated and you know, your coaching career could be over. And uh, that's usually the way the coaching profession works. But I would like to also give something or say something based on my observation, just watching sports uh, for, I mean, I'm 54 years old and I've been watching sports probably for 50 of 50 of my 54 years. I've been watching sports my whole life. And I've noticed something as well, that you can, most of the times, yeah, you either elevate or you get terminated, but some coaches build and they continue to build and they come to an organization or a program 
and they dedicate themselves to that program. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that Deion Sanders should have to dedicate the rest of his life to Jackson State, but this is just something that I wish we could see at some of the HBCU athletic programs where someone comes in and they build that program and they continue to build that program and not just say, well, you know what, I'm going to uh, leave it in a better position than I found it in. You know, I wish we could just have someone, maybe uh, a younger person who says, okay, this is going to be my life's work. uh, And I'm going to build this program until um, to the point where it rivals and matches some of these big white programs. And I just don't I, I, I just see that the HBCUs are usually stepping stones rather than someplace to build to get to the top of the steps rather than just either the bottom of the steps or the top of the steps. Yeah, uh, you know, you know what I mean? So. Um, I would like to see maybe a situation like a Mike Krzyzewski where Mike Krzyzewski, he was an assistant coach at Indiana. Uh, then he went to army and he coached there for like five years. And then he went to Duke, Duke university. Now when he got to Duke university. Um, you know, Duke university's, their basketball program was, it, I want to say, I don't want to say it was in shambles, but it wasn't. It wasn't in great shape. And I think Mike Krzyzewski went, went there. And I think he went there with the mindset of building that program. And building it to the height that it is today. That basketball program. And then to, to continue to build that program. And it, 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 he made it his life's work. Now I'm not saying that that's what Deion. Please, please, I'm not saying that's what Deion Sanders has to do. Deion Sanders is not obligated to do anything like that. The fact that Deion Sanders went to Jackson State, anybody who's given him backlash for leaving, no, a lot of people, uh, a lot of these, a lot of black coaches would not even considered uh, going to a Jackson State in Jackson, Mississippi, and building that program and putting in the the facilities that. He did was able to get there uh, at all. So uh, I applaud him for the two or three years that he did stay there. But I'm I'm just saying what I would like to see. And what I would like to see is someone come in and build a program like Mike Krzyzewski did with Duke University. Now, let's talk about that for a second. Mike Krzyzewski, he when he got there. Uh, I, I saw him being interviewed and he, he said he took the job and he had forgotten how much he, he had forgotten to ask how much he was going to get paid. So I believe uh, what he said was uh, he called back and they told him he was going to make $40,000 a year. Now, that was, that, was, that was a nice sum of money in 1980. Let's, let's, let's call it spade to spade. But when he got there, uh, a lot of the students wanted him fired. Because it was a really, really slow start. But I think there was a mindset in Mike Krzyzewski. I'm not trying to get into his head. But I think there was a mindset that I'm going to build this program. And I'm going to build this program. And and this program is going to go to heights that uh, no one has ever seen. And they gave him that time. And then he recruited the likes of 
of Johnny Dawkins and Mark Amaker and uh, and Danny Ferry and uh, you know just Jay Billis and those guys and it was it was it was a rough go at first you know you had he had to deal with the ACC and the North Carolinas and things like that and then uh, in that fourth year I believe it was in 1986 things took off and when they took off you know they made it to the NCAA finals, but you know, they didn't win, but they made it. And he had that program built. And then what happens, you know, people always wanted to come to Duke anyway for the academics, but now you had people who were attracted to this program that was the, uh, envy of a lot of other programs. You know, people weren't just considering the Indianas anymore, the North Carolinas, and people were considering Duke, not just for academics. Like I said, I mean, everybody wanted to get into Duke anyway, but people were considering Duke basketball because of what Mike Krzyzewski had built. Now, I say all that to say that, oh, I wish we could have someone that could build a program in an HBCU to rival that. And it seems like that's what Dion was building at Jackson State. You know, Dion Sanders was building a program that was going to attract some of the best players in the country to come to Jackson State. And I just don't, I don't know. He recommended, uh, he, he mentioned a person, TC, that he was recommending for the job. Now, of course, you know, uh, I, I don't know what TC stands for. I didn't look it up. But if this uh, person can recruit the way Dion did, and uh, keep building Jackson State, that would be great. But uh, I just wanted to give an alternative to just you either elevate or you get terminated. But I just want to add a third thing or you could build, you know, and eventually, of course, if you build and you sustain and sustain and then you keep building, you know, that program at an HBCU could be the envy of other programs. Uh, in the country, you know, we it's, it's going to take years and it's going to take money. Uh, I mean, I, I myself, I haven't uh, I, I'm guilty of this myself. I graduated from HBCU and I didn't uh, give tons of money to my alma mater uh, for, for years. That's going to end. I'm going to make that declaration right now here on my podcast. Everybody who's hearing, yeah, I am going to start to send money. I'm going to send what I can. And hopefully I can get others to do the same, you know. Uh, but it's, it will take money. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take someone who can uh, bring uh, light and bring a profile to these programs. But I just wish that we could have uh, athletic programs at HBCUs that can rival, you know, like I said, the, the, the Alabamas and the uh, the LSUs. And on my last episode, I said, well, why can't we just be like the North Dakota States? No, why can't we be bigger than the North Dakota States? Why can't we have a program that the country sees and everyone sees as a place that is tops on recruits' minds when they begin to when they begin their recruiting process, why does it have to be? Well, you know what? When you ask a, a eight 
or a nine-year-old who's playing Pop Warner football. They say, hey, you know, what school do you want to go to? Why does it automatically have to be the Alabama, the Georgia, the LSU, the Texas, and things like that? Why can't it be a Jackson State, a Morgan State, a um, Grambling State, or Howard, or something like that? You know, for athletics. You know, and, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of academics out there. Oh, you know, we should be building and we should be uh, concentrating on the academics and things like that. Yeah. You know, a, a, a lot of like I mentioned in my last one of my last episodes, look, the money does not really care where it comes from. As long as it comes from legal activities, a, a lot of these programs in these schools, the academic programs are subsidized by the athletic program. So I'm, I'm a big sports guy, and I just wish that we could have at least one HBCU program that attracts recruits just based on that program, on how, it's, how it was built and how it's being sustained, how everyone wants to go to that program, whether it be as a coach, whether it be as a graduate assistant, whether it be as the coordinator, whether it be as a player. Where everyone just wants to be a part of that program because of the way it was built and the way it's being sustained. Uh, I, I I wish I could do that. You know what? I'm I'm going to make another commitment that I'm going to look into doing that at my own alma mater, Morgan State University. I mean, you know, why can't we build a a, a, a basketball or a uh, football program that rivals? You know, the Alabamas and it's not going to and it's not going to happen tomorrow if it does happen, you know, but we should just look to build these programs and with the goal of making it high pro as high profile as some of these other big schools right now. We don't we don't have the facilities, but we should be looking to build and to do everything we can to constantly build these programs to where it can rival some of the PWIs. And it's not the lower level PWIs that, that, that uh, the, the goal should not be just, to, okay, well, if we can match them, then we'll be good. I said that in my last episode and I was wrong. I'm going to correct myself just, just a couple of days later. Oh, you know, oh, well, hey, we, we can get to, uh, you know, James Madison, we'll be good. No, 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 no. No, we should be looking to be just as big as the Texas and the Alabama. And we need to look at to, to see what they did, whether it be with boosters. And I'm not saying go out there and violate NCAA rules, but, you know, there are, you know, there, there's NIL and things like that that can be used to help build these programs. So I say all that to say that uh, there is a third option, you know, when it comes to and uh, and I'm not knocking Deion Sanders for leaving. Deion Sanders has to do what's best for Deion Sanders. And uh, I'm not going to speculate as to why he did it or anything like that. And, and he even mentioned he's not doing this for the money. And, and, and I totally believe him. You know, I, I, I don't think Deion Sanders is nowhere near broke. He still has, uh, you see him on his Aflac commercial. He's not doing that for free. <laughs> you know, uh, if he wanted to, he could just go and sit. And he was a great uh, analyst for NFL Network. So if, he, if it was just about the money, he could have just went and did that. And just sat down, talked about football, and made millions of dollars. You know, so I don't think it's, it was about the money. And I think that he, tr- he he's truly trying 
to do something that's bigger than himself. But I think it's going to take us as a collective, HBCU grads, uh, black people as, as a whole, to build these programs and to make them places where athletes want to go, make them places where students want to come. You know, a lot of people want they, a lot of people want to go to a Howard already because of the academics. My daughter graduated from Howard. Howard is one of the best schools academically in the country. I'm not going to qualify that by saying it's one of HBC. No, Howard's one of the best academic schools in the country. Period. And if, <laughs> you, if you if you need confirmation of that, ask a Howard grad. Believe me, they'll be glad to tell you. <laughs> Go ask my daughter or go ask Anthony Anderson or Debbie Allen or Felicia Rashad. And they will, they'll be glad to tell you, yes. Ask uh, Kamala Harris. They will, yes, it's, a, it's one of the best academic schools in the country. They don't mind telling you. But I just wish, I, I, I want us to get to the point where we, we not just focus on what we don't have, but focus on what we do have and how we can build and how we can build these institutions and how we, we could build the athletic programs and academic programs and, and look into putting money into these schools um, and not just depend on the state. Because let me tell you, Alabama's a state school, but they have a whole lot of boosters and they're selling a whole lot of merchandise. And that's, that's because of where they are right now. University of Georgia gets a whole lot of money. I'm, 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 I'm almost 100% sure that all that money is not coming from the state of Georgia. So it's going to take a commitment from the alum. It's going to take a commitment from uh, people who believe in the program. And it's going to take uh, bringing in high profile people that can that can make the program high profile and build these programs. Instead of just complaining, we, we all just need to do. We need to get together and we need to do and we need to build these programs. And make them into the LSU's, the Alabama's, the uh, the Texas, the USC's. We can do it. I know we can. But we just need to focus and we just need to learn from what they did. And it, just because it's not going to be as easy as when they did it doesn't mean it can't be done. That's what's on my mind. You guys let me know what you think.